Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen, and today I have Andrea Rogers on with us. She's a board-certified holistic health and wellness coach, Ayurvedic wellness coach, personal trainer, and sacred women's circle facilitator. So very similar background to myself, and um, we actually met at Sarah Jenks' retreat this last September. Um, so I'm super excited to chat with you today, Andrea. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a beautiful manifestation. Yes. So I want to know your own journey because I know I've had my own journey through the personal training world and then into kind of the holistic wellness space. I would love to hear your kind of evolution through kind of the wellness space itself. Yeah. So I guess we'll start at the beginning um, when I first started to exercise and when I got into this whole world of fitness. And um, so it, it really started when I was in high school and I was not athletic at all. I do not come from an athletic active family. Um, my parents are both musicians and my sister and I were both very musical. And, um, but I started to develop depression and yeah, it was really interesting looking back on it now because it was very, you know, in Ayurveda, like that stage of life is Kapha where you're very heavy, very, things are very dense hormonally as well. You're going through all these changes and man, do I wish I had those tools back then? Cause that would have been helpful. But, um, but anyway, so I was going through depression and, um, when it was time for me to decide what I wanted to do for college and if I wanted to, you know, what I wanted to pursue in my life, I decided that I wanted to completely become a different person. Like I didn't want to be who I was in high school. I didn't want to be this, I don't know, it's overweight, kind of like insecure, just not truly embodying my, my real self. And so um, I decided to go to school in Boston. I live in Connecticut. Um, And I went to school in Boston. And the first day that I moved into my apartment, I um, saw this flyer for the cross country team and just decided it was a D3 program. And I was like, anyone can join that program. You don't have to have experience. And I was like, you know what? hell with it. Let's do it. So, um, I joined the cross country team and I just like, it just bit me like such a magical bug. Like I, it was very challenging. Like, you know, the runs were were really hard and it, it was very competitive, but, um, but I fell in love with it. And we started uh, going to the strength and conditioning room and started lifting weights. And I just like, I shifted, everything shifted in me. Um, I fell in love with it. I changed my major over to exercise health science and started to really explore nutrition and fitness. And so, um, so then I decided to get certified as a personal trainer, because that just seemed like such a natural next step. And, And this is all still in college. And what I remember, one thing that I deeply remember about that experience is I had no idea how to eat. Like, not a single clue. And I remember, you know, body image was a thing. I really wanted to look a certain way and, you know, running is great and running will change your body, but, um, but your fuel is so important as well, of course. So I was eating like lots of frozen vegetables and like, I don't know, it was just so odd. I wasn't eating the right proportions of proteins, carbs, and fats, like not even close, not to mention my stress was through the roof, you know, being in college, writing a million papers, living in a city, very busy, very Vata. And, um, yeah. And I was just like, oh man, it was just, it was a lot. So I decided that I needed to understand nutrition better. And, um, so eventually I went to health coaching school. I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and that just like blew my mind right open with all of these different 
oh, all the different modalities and diets and lifestyles and hearing all these um, amazing speakers and teachers and practitioners teach us about you know, veganism and the, um, the different, different light and Ayurveda. I remember Dr. John Duyard was on it and I remember him specifically and being so inspired by um, his Ayurvedic principles. So that really like completely opened my eyes to consciousness and how food is not just fuel. It's so much more than that. It's where it came from. Um, it's who grew it and how you're ingesting it. And so that started to segue into, you know, understanding food and understanding that side. I got the um, fitness side of things. I was kind of, you know, going through different stages with fitness. And, um, and then I just kind of took this turn into this place of like, okay, I'm eating well, and I'm working with clients and like the food and the fitness is great. But there's like this other part, like there's something that's still there, because I still feel unfulfilled. I don't feel completely connected to my body. Um, I was in like a weird relationship at the time. I didn't feel even connected to living in Boston. It was just like an odd experience. And so, um, so eventually, long story short, I found my way in Boulder, Boulder, Colorado, and um, found my way to a women's circle. And this women's circle was like this sacred, beautiful experience with pillows and um, like all these different foods that were very feminine and like pleasurable. There were like, it was ginger and these teas and chocolate and pomegranates and all this stuff. And, um, and then we sat in a circle and went on these deep, like visual journeys of, of the, the feminine and learning about the deeper parts of myself and my intuition and the moon cycles And so that just completely, it was like this full circle moment of like, oh my gosh, these are the pieces. It's like this physical, this mental and emotional and this, this sacred, um, conscious spiritual side of things to add to the mix. So, um, what I've realized over time through my, my practice and through working with clients and then my own deep healing journey is that there, all of the pieces are necessary in order to find the balance of feeling truly connected to yourself and your body and the earth and the seasons. And it's just such a full spectrum um, thing. And, and by the way, like I, I've done all sorts of fitness. I was a CrossFit coach. I did yoga. I, um, you know, I did small group training for women in this tiny little place in Brookline. Like I I've, I've done so many different modalities. And what I found is it's not just one, it's this combination of understanding your body and your hormonal needs and, and what is appropriate at what stage in your life. And of course, adding in Ayurveda and the seasons that brings this like web of understanding and it's not the segregated one fit, you know, one size fits all or ketogenic or whatever. It's this, you get to kind of figure it out on your own. What is your constitution and what works, you know, best for you? Yeah. So that's, that's my journey in a nutshell. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. I was like, where do I want to go? I'm like, I can relate to also the same thing about starting a random sport in college as well. I also did that at D3 and I'm like, man, our similarities just continue. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's so funny. Aww. So when you started your cross country, so you did you run in high school at all? Or that is just like a completely new aspect of your journey there? A completely new aspect. I mean, so one thing I did do is like, I felt very stifled. I'm, I'm from a very small town um, in Connecticut. And I felt very stifled and I decided they opened up a little tiny gym in our town. And so when I was 17, I asked my parents if I could get a gym membership there. And I, but I didn't really care about working out. I just wanted to get there and just like be by myself and like be independent. I, you know, so that was kind of like my taste, but I had no, no experience, um, no experience at all. So it was shocking on the system. Let me tell you, like, you know, cross country is, it's, it's a big, especially in Boston with the Boston marathon, it's a very active city. So we had great coaches and stuff, but, um, my body was, you know, it was shifting. It was in a big, uh, transition phase. Well, I want to kind of go down the feminine form of fitness. Um, I know you have, you've talked about that. And so I want to know on that side, because as you've had these evolutions and just the, you know, been from CrossFit to yoga, I mean, very opposite end of the spectrum here. Like, where did you kind of end up then landing in that like feminine form and working out with your menstrual cycle? How did that kind of take shape into what you do now? Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of it had to do with my own personal journey of trying to understand my body and how to feel the best I can. But um, I think more of it had to do with me working in different gyms and studios and just feeling like, you know, there were many, many women that I, that we would like men, we, you know, I've worked with many men and women, but mostly women. And I would notice that men were able to see quicker results and it would be a little more linear with what's what, you know, what they want and um, how to get there. And for women, it was just so much more difficult. And I had, you know, so many different bosses that made it really difficult to um, not use the same model, like mm-hmm. the same masculine model to help the to help our female clients get their results. And it was always this up and down roller coaster of like, counting calories and then weighing in and then doing hard and heavy high intensity interval training and doing but doing the same thing every single workout and every single week. And that's where I started to when I started to learn more about our hormonal cycle and working out with your your hormones throughout the month that we're we just are not primed to be the same every single every single workout and every single week. We're just so different each month or each week. And um, yeah, and that's kind of how I got to this feminine approach of it, which is more like each week and each hormonal cycle um, throughout the month has a different impact on the physical body. And because of that, we need to shift our workouts um, or not have a workout at all. And that's how you start to see the changes that you want, which is, you know, coming into balance with your body and not working against the hormonal cycle and not working against the stressors that you have. And um, yeah, that's, I, that's really how things have, have shifted into the feminine form. And, you know, in my, in my personal um, studio that I have, we, you know, we do a lot of different things. We do less high intensity these days, just because of the stress that our bodies are under. It's just not, it's not as appropriate, which is very hard to convince um, people <laughs> that are very, yeah, pit to people. Like everyone I have is a pitcher person. Yes. I'm like, okay. Um, but 
yeah, it's, it's really a conglomeration. And some days, you know, like some days if you're feeling really sluggish and you're, you need a little shift and you're more coffee, then yeah, we'll go a little harder and we'll get a little sweat going on and um, we'll get that heart rate up and, and kind of move things around. But for the most of it, it's really just understanding like, what do you need? Not what your ego needs. What do you need um, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually in your, in yourself. And that's how we kind of tailor the workout. And a lot of it is kind of intuitive where I'm just like, you know, ah, like Kathy will come in and I'll, I'll just kind of read her and you can read, you can read people pretty well after you know them for a while. And you're like, all right, she, she needs to chill. She's been running around and working 50, 60 hours a week. And yeah, that's, that's, that's the feminine approach. Mm. Yeah. And I would love to kind of keep going down that thread. Cause I think that's one that I found, cause I also have a lot of Pitta women and, you know, and I'm a Pitta myself. What is your dosha? I am Vata Pitta. So I got a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking. But, yeah. um, the, the Pittas in particular, like trying to rein them in. And I, I tell them, I'm like, I get it. I'm like, I'm a Pitta. I'm like, I played three sports in college. I'm like, I, I get it. Like mm-hmm. I have that competitive nature. And then trying to teach them like, okay, but rest is often kind of that hidden secret or taking it slow or having a yoga practice. And once I've started kind of, you know, experiencing that and showing people the benefits and people actually see, they're like, oh, actually I am not losing traction. Cause I think in our heads, we're like, I'm going to lose traction um, towards my goal. You know, horrible things are going to happen. We just make up all the stories, but really we haven't tried it. The only thing we've done is maybe that hardcore fitness. And if people aren't getting results doing it. Why not try something different? And that can be challenging. I think mentally for many of us to kind of just grapple with, because it's not what we're taught in the West. Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. So when we're talking about like bringing in that sacred element into the workouts, um, this is one that one of my uh, business coaches, Jill Coleman had chatted about. And so Jill is just ripped. She's muscles. And she always chatted. Someone had asked her, um, like, does she feel not as feminine with the muscles? And she was like, no, I feel super feminine. And I was like, Ooh, this is a great thread to kind of pull on. Because I think sometimes I was, I realized I'm like, there's some unconscious bias of my own. I'm like, Ooh, cause I've toyed with this many times of like, Oh, I should not lift really, really heavy. I shouldn't have muscle because then I'm like farther away from that sacred goddess side of myself and trying to grapple with that balance. I think in probably the same wellness space that we're both in, it can be challenging of like finding that, you know, here's my edge, but yet I still want to lift heavy weights. I had this conversation with the gal at one of the moon circles that I ran. We both were like, well, we are this, we love to sit in women's circle. We also love to throw around the weights and having that balance, I think is something that we don't always see in this space. Um, what are your kind of thoughts on that? Or what kind of comes up for you when I talk about balancing that sacredness? Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Cause I, yeah, I have also worked with Jill and I love her and I was just listening to one of her, um, I just, funny. yeah, I was revisiting one of her, uh, things literally today. That's just very ironic. Um, but, um, yeah, I feel like understanding what your intention is behind what you really want. So like, if you feel like you need to be very muscular and um, very, very strong physically because you need to prove something to the world, 
then that's something that we would want to unpack because that probably wouldn't serve you. You know, ultimately, you're not going to feel as fulfilled if you really just want to be ripped and strong for yourself because you just love it. And that's just who you are. And you're more of like a Xena warrior goddess type of archetype, you know. And then I think there are other people whose journeys bring them more to that place of like being a little softer and not being this, this like hard um, physique type of person. And, and I think it is really difficult because like I've gone both ways and I think, I think it just depends on where you're at in your life and understanding, you know, what your body actually needs at a certain point. You know, I think there's this like, you know, the whole CrossFit model, which is very, you know, hard and strong and don't give up and like keep going and you don't rest until you are like going to throw up on the ground. And where that can be a very powerful lesson in some ways, if that's, you know, necessary for your life for people who maybe don't believe in themselves and don't think they can do it, that that might be the journey that they go on. Um, But other people might not need that, you know, that might not be appropriate for them. So I, I found myself in both ways, like learning how to really understand my intention. Do I want to be a little thin yoga stick? Because I think that, you know, the yoga girl on the magazine looks happy. So maybe I'll just be happy. Or do I desperately need to stop and rest and do more fluid feminine motions? Because that's what I'm, I'm called to do. Mm. So yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. I can totally, I've swung both ways as well. I tried to invoke Kafa probably four years ago and I was like, this is not me. That's, that's the least amount of, I mean, Kafa of all of them. I'm more Pitta Vata and I don't have a ton of Kafa. And so that's where I was like, that just does not feel good. Like I just can't not throw around some weights. And then I've went to CrossFit uh, or a CrossFit ish class once. Mm-hmm. I realized this is not for me either. Cause I am way too pitta for this. Cause I just, the gal was like, this is your first class. Like you just beat everyone in class. I'm like, nah, not a workout for me. This is too, like, I will be, I will so pitta myself out because I'm just going to go, go, go and compete. Even though no one's competing, you're competing with yourself, but with me, right. I want to win. And so you're like, that's just where I'm like, that's too much pitta. I, I provoke enough pitta in my life. I don't need to be doing it in my workouts. And then finding that balance, which I think can be hard for people of just like, okay, where, where is that balance? And I think sometimes it does take playing with your edges to, to find that middle ground of you're like, oh, this is actually where I feel my best and knowing it's going to shift. Um, like yeah. you had mentioned with the seasons. Cause I think that's, I mean, that's a huge part of what I like to do is, you know, shift with the seasons, shift with your cycle and just honoring that wisdom of like we're not the same day in, day out. Yeah, definitely. And it's interesting. I, this reminds me of one of my clients and we did, so um, we were doing training sessions and we're doing coaching at the same time, which is a really powerful duo because, you know, we could do the physical stuff and then we get to work through all those limiting beliefs and and patterns and, and whatever. And she, you know, is a very go, go, go person. And, you know, all the things just like, just fast paced and workaholic and just whatever. And so her, her reasoning, when we started to dig deeper, and again, it's finding that intention is understanding, like, it's really her fear of something that her mother did, Mm. that was making her feel like she had to prove herself to go faster and do all of the things and get all of the degrees and, 
you know, so there's like those pieces where it's just like, you know, again, like kind of like the pitta, you know, is it stoking the fire? Are you just like getting all ramped up and like, you're just revving and revving and revving until you burn out and you find yourself in like a deep hole of like that, that, you know, hormonal mess and adrenal fatigue, or is this something that's really helping you? And maybe, you know, like if you're, you know, preparing for pregnancy and you maybe need more pelvic floor strength and you need to really get your stamina up so you can birth a baby the way that you want to without feeling, you know, like a shock to the system. It, there's just like so many reasons that you can play around and it is like, God, we're so black and white yeah. and we don't have to be, you don't have to believe, but especially women, we're like the furthest thing from black and white. We've got so many different shape shifting ways of being. And if we can just honor that and, and get out of that masculine model uh, just for a hot minute, then you can see that there's all these little things and you could do yoga and maybe you could do CrossFit and maybe you can do, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever yeah. else. Yes. Completely agree. And I think that's, that's well stated. Um, so I kind of want to switch gears now into that, the nourishment and the food aspect that you had mentioned. Um, so I would love to know what are you kind of like jiving on right now? What's kind of like yes, I really want to, you know, chat about this nourishment and maybe it's got some Ayurvedic elements. Maybe it's from your integrative um, health coaching, but what are you kind of seeing as trends as we're coming out of this new year um, time, you know, like what, what often comes to you around this time? Um, yeah, so that's, that's a good question. So a lot of what I believe is intuitive nutrition. Mm. So thinking about what, if, if you can start to get quiet enough and be mindful enough with yourself, starting to listen to your body and the cues that your body is giving you in order to know kind of on a broad scale, what you need to do next. Mm. And then I always, you know, I do recommend that people, you know, find um, someone to work with that can help them like fine tune it and get to the nitty gritty of like the groceries and the recipes and all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, really understanding like intuitively, like what does my body need? And a good example of that is I was a vegan for two and a half years. I'm yeah, just about two and a half years. And I was, this is why I was living in Boston, you know, cold winters, like I, I ended up losing so much weight and I was already a Vata person. I didn't know that at the, at the time. And I was just eating raw vegan food all mm -hmm. the time and salads and, and just like, it just was literally the opposite of what my body needed. And I, I ended up losing my period and it was just like a big, big mess but I didn't listen to, I didn't take the cues my body was giving me and take them as like information of like, we need to shift things because I was just so dead set on like the vegan movement. And um, so, yeah, that was, I think intuitive nutrition is really big because when you listen to the cues of your body, you can start to realize like, okay, like I have indigestion, like this probably doesn't sit well with me. Um, I'm getting a rash on my face every time I have too much gluten, like maybe I need to cut back on that. And it's, it's taking the time, which is what it does take time, it takes effort and time. And it's not like a read a read a piece of paper and, and, and just know what you're what you're going to eat next. It's very, it's a process. Um, 
but yeah, taking the time to go deep into yourself every day, whether it be even just five minutes, like a simple five minute meditation, where you start to ask yourself the questions, or even just taking out a notebook, and writing down like, what do I need today? And that's literally all you need to do is just like, I feel, oh, man, I feel like just hot in my body, or I feel like I had a lot of alcohol, and I need to like detox. It's like, okay, what are the best things for that? leafy greens, lots of bitters, like things like that. And again, some of that takes knowledge and and stuff for you to to follow, which is why I love Ayurveda so much, because it really does look at the body types as um, unique rather than everyone being kind of the same thing. And everyone should be eating, you know, this lots of fat and lots of protein and little carb, you know, so it, it really comes down to the to um, intuitive nutrition. And also, I, I mean, Ayurveda, I really like, maybe people are scared away by the word. I'm not really sure. Um, but what it is, is it's just seasonal, seasonal eating and, and seasonal living and understanding, like, again, your unique constitution, like, what does your body, what is your body not supposed to, but what is your body made to be like, like, what are your bones? Like, what is your hair? Like, what is your, what are your organs? What are your ancestors? Like, like, what's your mom? Like, and you get to use those cues to start to understand your unique needs instead of following this, all that information that's outside of you, you get to go back to you because you're the expert and unraveling the stories of what people said you needed to eat before. I mean, I, there, there's some information out there that is wild and you know like you don't you don't like it's hard to not listen to it if you have a goal in this experience Mm -hmm. or this person says like yes you'll get there like all you need to do is like take these water drops and um and don't you know whatever their crazy things are and eat just clear broth and it's it's like okay like that's not sustainable for you if you have a husband who's a pastry chef and you love indulging and you go to Paris, you know, once a year, like, that's just not like, so there's that piece of intuition and, and kind of letting go of um, the fads and just going deeper into yourself and trusting yourself. Mm. Yeah. I think that's, it's easy to get caught in the fad when you're at like a low point. Like I remember when I was postpartum with my son, the first time I was like watching this commercial, I'm like, man, I should do that diet. Even though in my head, I'm like, this doesn't work, but like, you're just like, I just want stuff to change. And that's Mm. so easy. And I've had a client who came to me too. And I've worked with her for, you know, many years now. And she was like, so I did something kind of silly. I bought this stupid diet thing that I saw on a TV commercial. Cause I just was like, oh, I should do something different. And then now I'm regretting that I even did that. And it's just, again, you catch us all of those ads, all of those things and kind of catch us at your low point. And we all can fall, you know, pride to them because you're just like, okay, why not? This just sounds Mm -hmm. great. So I totally can sympathize if you're like, oh my gosh, I, how do I get out of that loop? And it's more or less, as you were saying, and I say too, it takes time. And that's the hard part is like, it's hard to invest the time, but then if you build up the foundation, like you have that there and it's going to keep you sustained for many years to come. But it's just that initial buildup where sometimes you're building it up at your lowest point that can feel like I I want this to happen tomorrow, but it's going to be maybe a year from now before stuff kind of balances out. So that, that can be a frustrating thing, I think for people. And the other thing I wanted to kind of tap into with nutrition and with you, because I've heard this 
from people too. They're like, okay, if I trust my intuition, all I want is sugar. I just want to have candy bars. I just want to have sweets. How do you kind of help people navigate that? Because I think sometimes that does happen right away is when we're listening to our intuition, our intuition's like, give me the things that maybe aren't beneficial for us. Oh, I love that so much. Okay. Um, yes, I was that uh, like big time. Um, so I see sweets as, and I am sure you've heard this before as just, it's taking the place of something that you're not able to receive pleasure in, in your life. If you're overindulging and, and I, I'm all for like, you know, dark chocolate, flourless cake and like, Oh, like the best, you know, like a good espresso martini. Like I'm all about those like really rich, amazing things. But when you're overindulging in them all the time and you are kind of in a cycle that is unhealthy and you can, when you do the, when you start to dig deep enough, you'll, you'll notice if you're eating out of a place of fear, boredom, lack of pleasure, um, stress, whatever it is versus yeah. Lack of sleep or, oh my gosh, like nurses, like night nurses, Mm -hmm. people who do the overnight shift, like God bless, like someone has to do that work. And it's, it's that. Yeah. So, and you know, and then another piece is like really honoring, like the deeper parts of the pleasure of your life. Like, are you doing things that bring you joy and it is very difficult to do that. Like I I was actually looking at your story the other day where you're talking about Hallmark movies and like, I, you know, I don't watch them nearly. Well, first of all, I don't even have the Hallmark channel anymore because I use all the other things, but um, friendly app. If anyone's listening, friendly app, highly recommend it. It's like $8 a month. So yes, that's your tip. <laughs> okay. Will do. Yeah. Like I, like thinking of the things that really do bring you deep pleasure and do not let anyone tell you what they are other than yourself. Don't let your sister tell you, don't let anybody make fun of you in whatever way, like you get to own what brings you pleasure and there is nothing wrong with that. And so I think like in my life, when I was eating a ton of sugar at night, I was just a nighttime sugar binger. And I, it was because my, I just had no connection to myself. I had no idea what I liked. I was in a weird relationship. I was living in a place I didn't enjoy. And I was, and also just like, there was some stuff going on with like not eating enough fat and protein. There's like this practical stuff too, where you need to look at your blood sugar. But, but yeah, like if, so going back to the intuitive side of things, like the intuitive, you're, if you're intuitively wanting sugar and you want a ton of it, that's something to look at. And that's okay. Like you can, you get to play around. We're we're not perfect. We're not just going to like go through life and just always choose the right, most um, nutritious thing for ourselves. But like allowing yourself to see where in my life, if your life is lacking rasa and lacking this juice of like the nectar of when you see goddesses and pictures of like you know, Lakshmi and these beautiful, you know, voluptuous, um, playful women. And you, you can't even imagine being like that. You're going to have to, you find pleasure in whatever way that you can. And a lot of it is through sugar because it's just a quickie and it's really easy to get and it does taste very good. But, um, but allowing yourself to follow your intuition even deeper 
and go on that, go on that exploration of like, damn, I wonder why I'm eating so much sugar. There's got to be something deeper. And it's not just because you have no willpower. It's probably because you're just not, there's something in there. <laughs> yeah. I love that you said that last piece about the willpower. Cause I think, again, that's something that's the common, like, oh, I just got to have more willpower when I said, I've said that to clients before as well. And like where you need more sweetness in your life, if you're constantly craving the sweets. And I have one client um, who's like, that just has really stuck with me through the years. And anytime where I I'm in one of those kind of like I'm binging and I want to binge and sugar, I pause and I'm like, shoot, I don't have any sweetness in my life. I'm missing it. And it might be like, she's been solo parenting because her husband has to work more. And so she's like, I just have no time for me. I'm not sleeping and all of it can compile, but then just pausing. And that's kind of that intuition part where did that, did that happen overnight for her? No, but you know, she's worked on it many years. And I think that's the piece that um, if we can take the time and if we can build up that time, that's where I think Ayurveda is just magic in terms of like, wow, these principles have been around for 5,000 years for a reason because they work and it's just figuring out how they work in our lives. And, um, you know, I think everything that you shared today was just on point with uh, all of the stuff that I believe in and teach. And so if people are like, I want to work with Andrea, where can they find you? What's your website, social media that you like to hang out on? Yeah. So um, my website is www.andreaerogers.com. And that's Rogers with a D like Aaron Rogers, um, not related. Um, and uh, my social media, I use Instagram mostly. And my Instagram handle is Pura Vida and then Andrea. So the end of the Vida with the A starts the name Andrea. So it's all one. Yeah, it's all one, uh, one thing. And my company is called Pura Vida Holistic Health. And, um, and yeah, those are the main places. Unfortunately, I'm not on Facebook anymore. I kind of like, I got rid of Facebook. It's been a little tough, but, um, but yeah, mostly Instagram and, and on my, on my website, lots of different things happening and offerings. I love that. And do you have any retreats coming up? Yeah. So my God. Um, yeah. So we just finished off our fall retreat, which happened a few weeks ago. It was really fun and we're planning. So I work with a yoga teacher, um, and Pilates teacher. Her name is Kelly Kodiana and she and I are doing our second Costa Rica retreat in 2024. So we're, we're skipping 2023, um, divine timing, um, which, you know, stay yes. tuned on my Instagram if you're interested <laughs> in why I'm saying that. And, um, yeah, literally there were no spots left for the, wow. the time of the year in any of the places in Costa Rica. It was seriously wow. crazy that it sells out so quick. I know it's, it, people just want to do this work and, uh, I, well, I mean, yeah. I think the last couple so of years, people are ready to go again and travel and booked good to know. So if I want to do yeah. an international retreat, I got to start like planning now, huh? <laughs> you really do. Gosh. Yeah. It's pretty crazy people. And especially Costa Rica, cause it's such a bucket list. Oh, Costa Rica. Um, love it. Yeah. It's, it's literally the best. So it's going to be February 24th, um, to March 2nd. It's a seven day, six night experience on the ocean at this beautiful retreat center. It's organic food and just it's just a recharge you get to just unplug your battery or take your battery out and just hang with us for seven days to do lots of sacred women's circles and yoga and ayurveda and journaling and being in the ocean and being with other people it's all women and it's going to be a really wonderful wonderful time oh, i love that well that will be and i'll put all of the links for everything in the show notes so people can find that if they want to book their spot 
So I just have one final question for you, Andrea. I like to ask a weekly challenge. And when I have a guest on, I have the guests throw out the challenge to everyone. So what would you like that challenge to be for everyone? Uh, hmm. I think, you know, for this week, something that I'm doing personally, so I'm just going to use that as my challenge to find a new recipe that you've never made before. And something that is like, such a pleasurable, lovely, delicious, like it just embodies all of the things that you need out of food. You know, maybe it's something that is semi healthy, maybe it's something that, you know, has a little bit of like butter into it, whatever it is, and just allowing yourself to make something completely new and step out of the box and, you know, step off the hamster wheel for a minute and just do something different and shake it up. I love it. Perfect. I I will try that myself as well. So add, <laughs> add to my Pinterest board for the week. So thank you. That's right. <laughs> my pleasure. Well, thanks again for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us today. Um, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. And I'm so glad I get to share your workout with everyone in the world. So thank you, Andrea. Thank you so much for having me. Such a wonderful experience. And everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power. Mm-hmm.